Garlic fries and baseball, guys. There is something to celebrate. We'll do that here in just a second. We're with you twice a week, as you know, and we want to thank you for that and make sure that you take the time to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. All right. Last thing is that uh, this was a fun week for the remembering of 2012, which is funny because I think when you look back at the three World Series championships for the Giants in recent years, 2010 has that identity of being the first. Mm. And 2014 has the identity of Madison Bumgarner. Absolutely. 2012 is one I had so much fun watching the ceremony, so much fun even watching what NBC Sports Bay Area put together after Mm -hmm. the Giants went out and won that game because it is so – Oh, it's so good. The memories of this, the things that happened, the acquisitions, the speeches, the deficits, the facing of eliminations. It is the one that is sort of stuck in the middle that I think people people forget the little interesting aspects of that World Series run. I, I mean, man, you easily could make the case that if you remove, you know, Mad Bum's performance and the fact that the first is always our favorite, I mean – in many ways, this was the best. I mean, to face, to have six elimination games in a couple of weeks and and win all of them and and then have the Hunter Pence speech and the key hits and, and overwhelming a Tiger rotation that looked like it was just generational, all, all of that stuff. Like, man, 20, 2012 was, it was a journey. It was a journey all in and of itself. I'll go to my deathbed saying of the three championship teams, that's the best one top to bottom. In my yeah. in my estimation, roster-wise, you got the NL MVP, comeback player of the year, Buster Posey. You got Matt Kane, who was a starter in the All-Star game. You know, at that point, his career threw a perfect game that year. Uh, he was outstanding. They did it without Brian Wilson, which I think everybody forgets. The guy blew his arm off. Yep. And then, obviously, Romo and Casilla and Affelt and Lopez and all those guys stepped up. Vogelsong, one of my favorite all-time competitors. Oh, Litsicum coming out of the pen. The redemption arc of Barry Zito. I mean... I remember him signing here thinking he's going to be the savior. He's going to turn things around and he gets deactivated from the 2012, uh, 2010 roster. And then to have what he did. And then Pablo hits three home runs in the world series. Like so many elements of this. It's just that to me, that team, and they beat a Detroit team. Go back and look at Ian Kinsler, Prince Fielder, Miguel Cabrera. That team was loaded. Yes. Yes. I mean, just, you know, Verlander, what they're throwing at you in terms of starting Scherzer. pitching. Scherzer for the Giants to, to, to work through that um, and sweep them. And, and also just the images. This is what it is for me. There's so many images of that whole run. Uh, Buster's Grand Slam off of mm-hmm. Latos. Mm. And then St. Louis and Zito getting the ball down 3-1. And then that leads to... Uh, right, the double hit on Pence's back. Oh my God! And 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 Scudero in the rain, and and all of that happens, and they're not even in the World Series yet. Unreal. And and, and then you get to the World Series and the images of Pablo in Game One, and 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 Scudero driving in Terrio, and uh, and Romo having the the guts to throw one right down the middle to Miggy. I mean, there's so much. It's just. I think every time one of your favorite teams wins a title, it feels like magic. Yeah. But that year took that word to a completely different level. There were so many things that happened. 
I mean, go all the way back to Arius's ground ball to Scott Rowland. Thank like, you. There's so many things that happen where you're like, yo, there's like a higher power at work right now. How many errors did Scott Rowland make in his entire career? Uh, like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. And he makes a mistake on that play in that game, in that situation. You beat Dusty Baker. Well, I mean, look, come on. We all have got a little affinity for Dusty, but he's like the Marty Schottenheimer of baseball. He loses in horrific ways when it comes playoff time. God bless him. But yeah, they had no business. And then you beat the Cardinals, which any old school Giant fan will say beating the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I mean, just inject that into my veins. The Matt Holiday slide, Milky Cabrera getting suspended. You swing the pen, the, the Hunter Pence trade. Like, there's just so many elements. And help Pagan. You know, like they squeeze the lemon on Andres Torres that year that they won it all. And then they make the shrewd trade for Angel Pagan. And he just was just perfect as a yeah. catalyst at the start of that lineup. Well, and then so you go to the ceremony that uh that that took place. Uh, before the game on Saturday. And uh, I don't know if anything great is going to come out of this season with the Giants, but man, they can throw a ceremony. Mm. Um, there there have been some ceremonies. Will Clark, uh, 2012, uh, and, and to see those names come back. And, and, and this is what I love. And I, I, I want to point this out real quick because there's been so much talk this year about going to get a star. And, and whenever I see one of these ceremonies, it reminds me, that, in my opinion, the star is made by the winning much more than the other way around. So when Barry Zito, who for his five years as a giant, was was disliked much more often than he wasn't. Booed off the mound the second to last game, 2010, because he walked the bases loaded and walked in a run. Remember that? when, when, When he comes out of the center field fence and gets the reaction that he gets, when Angel Pagan, as you said, uh, when, when, when this guy is, uh, is the rock star that he is now, 10 years later, inside Oracle Park, all of these guys um, who, you know, weren't necessarily stars. I mean, I guess Zito maybe was when they signed him, um, and he's a big name. But these guys, uh, all the way down to Gregor Blanco, who couldn't be there, yes. like these guys are huge names to us because of what they achieved. And so sometimes I think it, it works in, uh, in reverse order, but it was phenomenal to see the staying power of those names and, and the way they make Giants fans feel and, and the way Giants fans make them feel. You know, watching the game that night, Zito up there with Crook and Kipe, Vogelsong up there with Crook and Kipe, Boach up there with Crook and Kipe. Like these guys – that, that that whole story is so cemented now mm-hmm. in the story of this organization. And and it was just maybe the most layered team that, that I think I've ever watched. Yeah, I mean, the, the three championship teams, I've tripped off this many times. Three different center fielders, three different guys that were the ace for that particular year, and three different closers. name me a manager that's pulled that off. Like it's, it's, it's kind of incredible when you think about it. And that's the thing you're talking about all the players. My thing was the coaches. When I watched Bochi, Ron Wotus, Tim Flannery, Mark Gardner come out together. I said, wow, wow. Think of the players 
in just like in a Giants uniform alone who had their best year or reversed whatever downtrend that they had once they put on the uniform and played for those guys. That coaching staff, the the wise men, if you will, they are legendary. I mean, from Jason Schmidt to Lincecum to, you know, the Mark Portugals of the world. Think of how many guys had their best pitching years with Rigetti and Mark Gardner kind of well, blowing nothing into their ear. I mean, look, they're they're still getting ad campaigns ten years later, right? How many how many True. how many third base coaches get ad campaigns a decade afterward? You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. So, yeah, they did uh, they did an unbelievable job, and there just is not much in terms of a feel better situation for for Giants fans. The only hard part, though, when you're having these ceremonies with what they're going through right now, is it it, it just it it also works as a reminder. It works as a reminder of what the Giants don't have right now. Yeah. And one last thing, like that's Posey's individually. Like I think a lot of people, that's his best year. I think as time goes on, I think last year might've been his best year. Wow. And I know that that's a loaded, that's a loaded sentence, but like I really, cause I thought he was finished and for him to have the year he had last year in a weird way, maybe the numbers aren't as gaudy, I was more impressed with what he did last year at his age with that team than what he did in 2012. It was certainly more surprising when you, yeah, you compare it to what you expected coming in. There's no question um, that, that it's his, uh, it's, it's his best year when matched up against what the expectations were mm-hmm. 2012. Remember you're, I mean, you're coming off of the injury. And I so mean, it was just such a, it was such a relief. Yeah. It was such a relief. And then, and the grand slam off Latos to me is the, is the signature visual moment of his career. I 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And Absolutely. that battle in that game, which never gets talked about, Romo versus Jay Bruce, that was a 25-minute at-bat. Oh, I, I mean, I can't believe I went through all the visuals of that playoffs and left that out. How many foul balls? And like, I swear to God, that was a 25-minute at-bat that will, in my mind, as crazy as that game was, the way it ended, no oh. one ever brings it up. And I'm like, that Romo J. Bruce at-bat lasted forever. Well, and his interview after uh, or late in the game uh, that they that they showed, his interview, he was like, there was no way. I was going to lose that battle. And I was like, I wish you would have told all of us <laughs> because we were dying out here, man. Absolutely dying. Uh, um, but man, yeah, really, really fun trip what a down great memory lane. All right, we're back at it a couple times next week. Uh, Giants trying to get back to 500, still trying to say that they're going to hang in the race. The Diamondbacks come in next. So let's see if they can build off of what has happened so far this weekend against Pittsburgh. We'll be here with you for it. The Giants Fan Podcast, done by Giants fans for Joe Shasky, Mark Willard. We'll talk to you again next week on Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys.